Hey, this is Adam Verks, pastor at Glory Church. I'm so excited that you're tuning into our podcast today. I hope this message brings encouragement to you and reminds you of how God sees you. Now, let's get to the message. opportunity to worship you, to lift our hearts heavenward. We thank you for that, Lord. Oh, Father, we thank you we can worship you and set our minds on things above, not on things of the earth. We thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Feel free to come and welcome Laura. She's going to be teaching today. Hallelujah. Doesn't like me to go over there. Movement, yes. Thanks, Beck. As you may have noticed, Adam, so I'm filling in for Adam. They are down in Florida. I spoke with him last night. They are having a wonderful time. Glory to God, and they certainly deserve it, do they not? Yeah. Amen. Well, glory to God. What a privilege it is to minister the word to you. So I'm, Lord, I ask that you would speak through my lips. You show me how to bring forth this word. As I've put it in, you bring it out. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to talk about something that is probably the most important thing in the word of God. And it is love. Hallelujah. In 1 Corinthians 13, 1, it says, Now abides faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. love. Amen, that's right. All the faith in the world won't work if we won't walk in love. Faith and love are linked together 16 times in the New Testament. And without your faith, without love, your faith won't work. We know that in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing. But in Galatians 5, 6, it says that faith works by love. And that word works means that it puts forth the power. It displays its activity. And that faith works by love. So sometimes, you know, as uh, Sarah had mentioned, sometimes when our prayers aren't seeming to be answered, it's not God's fault. God is not holding out on us. But the word tells us in Haggai to examine ourselves. It says in Haggai, it's, you have sown much and bring little in. You do not have enough. You drink and you're not filled. You clothe yourselves, but you're not warm. And you, he who earns wages, earns them to put them into a bag with holes. 
That would be like living paycheck to paycheck. It says, consider your ways. And that's what we're going to talk about today, is that our ways where love is concerned. It says in Ephesians, Paul says in Ephesians 3, that we would be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height, or all the aspects of love. That we would come to know through experience, practically for ourselves, the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. You can have head knowledge about something, but not experiencing it. That you may be filled through all your being, this part is amazing, with all the f divine presence, the fullness of God, and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. And that's what we're looking for. We want to be, have more. We, we, that's a, a consistent theme in our church, the glory church. We want to experience more of God. And he says right there, know, experience, and know about love. 1 Corinthians 13, the beginning of it, that the love chapter, says that without walking in love, everything else is worthless. It says, if I can speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I am only a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic powers and understand the secret truths and mysteries and possess all knowledge, and if I have sufficient faith so that I could move mountains, but have not love, I am a useless nobody. That's what it says in the word. Even if I dole out all my money to the poor, providing them food, if I surrender my body to be burned as a martyr, but have not love, I gain nothing. Think about that. Wow. We, we think about the fact that, you know, when we give, that's wonderful. And it is. But without love, I gain nothing. Love is to be a sign that distinguishes us from the world. Jesus said in John 13, 34 and 35, Jesus said, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you love one another. By this will all know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Not walking in love opens the door to sin and death. We, in 1 John 3, 14, it says, We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He do, who does not love his brother abides in death. And that doesn't mean dying dead, but this all that arises from sin. And walking in love is our only commandment in the new covenant. The Torah has 613 commandments in the Old Testament, and we only have one. In Romans 13, 8 through 10, it says, Owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. 
For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet. And if there is any other commandments, all are summed up in this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Isn't that amazing? 613 commandments in the Old Testament. We think, wow, that's a lot. And yet we only have one, and that's to walk in love. So we think about love, and you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can think about love. Like you can say, I love ice cream. <laughs> I love my dog. I love that song. But we're going to talk about what is the Bible say about love. So we're going to look at 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, and that would be considered the love chapter. So I'm going to go over these different things, and, what, and later on I'm going to pass out a card for you to use as medicine to, to review. So we're going to talk about these different areas of love. And as, we, as you listen to them, you're going to find certain things that you do okay in. And then there will be other areas where ooh, it, it's a tougher time. And I may even share some of my areas of weakness where these things are concerned. Like the beginning one. Love endures long and is patient and kind. I have to admit that I don't always endure long like especially when I'm at Costco and the lines are long and I have a tendency or I, I'm getting better at this to try to determine which is going to be the fastest line. So I will change lines only to find the line I was in is going faster anyway. So that's an area where I'm working on it. And you can endure long but while you're enduring, are you being patient and kind about it? Some other translations say, love is never tired of waiting and is kind while it waits. Love is courteous. Love cares for others more than self. Love has no loud words in her mouth. So love, you're not yelling at people. No loud words in your mouth. Love looks for a way of being constructive. If you wouldn't think, say it, or do it to Jesus, don't think it, say it, or do it to anyone else. So we kind of look, evaluate ourselves. Love never is envious, nor boils over with jealousy. It says love is not possessive, of things or of people. But this is not boiling over with jealousy. Have you ever found that you hear that somebody gets really blessed and instead of being happy for them, a little bit on the inside, you're like, gosh, I wish I, did, I, wish I could have that. So again, that's another area that we look at. Love is not boastful or vainglorious. It does not display itself haughtily says, love does not brag or sing its own praises. If we tell the good we did to impress others, 
That's all the reward we will get. Ow. Wow. Love is not conceited, arrogant, or inflated with pride. It doesn't look down on others. Love doesn't cherish inflated ideas of its own importance. Love is not rude, unmannerly, or does not act unbecomingly. I am not rude in my car when people cut me off or don't let me merge. <laughs> you can tell I have an issue with merging. We're not rude. You can, you can think of different things that happen that, that rudeness can sometimes try to rise up in you, but that's not love. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking and selfish. Love isn't always me first. It's not what I want, not what I think, not what I feel. Love is never selfish. And any time we demand our own way, we step out of love. It is not touchy, fretful, or resentful. This is another one. Touchy. Somebody does something to you, and on the inside it's like, huh. It says love is never irritable. Oh, my goodness. Sometimes when you're tired or you've had a rough day at work, you come home, and there's a tendency to be irritable. That's not love. Love never flies off the handle. Has anybody ever done that? Love does not get angry at little things. And again, I find that when you're tired, sometimes you have more of a tendency to be irritable with little things. And love does not get offended. Love takes no account of the evil done to it. Hmm. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. I have a cured coffee maker at home. And... This morning, even, you go to press the button, and it says, add water. <laughs> I'm wanting to make it so instead of being able to press the button and get my coffee, I have to go and fill up the water container. But I choose to not be, not allow myself to pay attention to that suffered wrong. <laughs> There are different places that you can find in your own life where when things happen, there's a tendency to pay attention. Love doesn't brood over wrongs. Love doesn't nurse hurt feelings. Love doesn't keep score of wrongs. you got to figure that the Lord doesn't keep score of our wrongs. Who are we to keep score over others? There's that parable that Jesus talked about that the man who had a, like a $20 million debt, who that debt was forgiven him, and yet he turns around and throws the guy in jail because he owed him 20 bucks. We can't brood over the wrongs. We don't keep score of other wrongs. And love doesn't tell, but love covers. That's a really important one. 
Love doesn't keep score of the wrongs, like I said. No matter what someone has done to me, if I fail to walk in love, that is the greater sin. Love does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Wow. Love puts up with anything. Love can stand up to any kind of treatment. Have you ever been treated poorly? Love puts up with that. Love is... Love can stand any kind of treatment. There's nothing love can't face. And love never gives up. Love is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Love is full of trust. Love knows how to be silent. You don't always have to respond and react. But love knows how to be silent. And love covers all sins. We don't be telling somebody, like something that will have happened to you. And there's something about humans that we like to have sympathy. So there's times when somebody does us wrong and we want to tell about it because we want to get sympathy for what we've been through. But the word says love covers people's sins. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything. Some things, a couple things, everything. Love never regards anyone or anything as hopeless. You have family members, it's not hopeless with them. And love never looks back. I find sometimes there's a tendency that you look, the enemy has you to look back and think of, a time in your life that things might have been easier or more pleasurable. But we don't look back. Paul says, forgetting those things that are behind. So love never fails. It never fades out, becomes obsolete, or comes to an end. So those, wow amazing. I mean, and when we look at our, our lives, we can certainly see different areas where we get poked and are tempted to get out of love. So the question becomes, can we walk in love? Wow, it seems kind of tough. And yet, we can walk in love because we're new creatures in Christ. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Can we walk in love? Yes, because God is love. And when we get born again, his nature comes on the inside of us. It says in 1 John 4, 8, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And can we walk in love? Yes, because it says in Romans 5, 5, that God has poured out or floods our heart by the Holy Spirit who's given to us. So God has poured love into us, flooded love into us. So it's in there. It's just a matter of us finding it and utilizing it. 
Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Didn't like kindness there. <laughs> Gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. There's no law about against the fruit of the Spirit because the fruit of the Spirit is all the manifestations of love, if you look at them. So how do we do this? How do we walk in love? You may think at this point that you haven't spent a lot of time thinking about sometimes your behavior. You know, you react and, and you kind of um, make excuses for yourself. Well, you know... They deserve that, or I mean, I got in a fight, you know, with my friend, and and uh, but you know, they they deserved it. Well, that's not love. So how do we do it? By making a decision, a step out of love. Brother Brother Kenneth Hagen said, a step out of love is a step into sin. Wow. We can't just make excuses for ourselves. The thing that's so cool is with God, all we have to do is confess our sins and he forgives us. So when we mess up and we don't walk in love, the Holy Spirit will kind of poke at you and say, that wasn't love. And at that point, you stop and you think, Lord, forgive me. Thank you that you helped me to walk in love. Becca, if you want to go ahead and pass out our, our cards here. How do we walk in love? We do it by getting our minds renewed and our habits will begin to change. Like I said, I used to have a real hard time with enduring long. I'm getting better. Have I arrived? Well, no, not yet. But I'm getting there because I'm allowing my mind to be renewed. Our flesh and our unrenewed minds are constantly fighting with our spirits. So what I've got for you here is a card that you can kind of use like medicine. Okay, I'm giving you medicine so you'll get over the flesh where love is concerned. So if you look at the beginning, it says faith works by love. Romans 5.5, 5, because the love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Spirit, which is given to me. Now, it doesn't help for you to think. We've, we've talked about that before when I've ministered. You've got to say it. So when I'm in a situation where I'm being tempted, I have, I have my, my little card. If you can see, I've highlighted certain ones which are harder for me. So, there's quite a few of them, but we're getting better. <laughs> so, for example, when I have a situation, I confess out of my mouth, I am not touchy, fretful or resentful. Still feel touchy. I am not touchy, fretful or resentful. Still feeling touchy. I am not touchy, fretful or resentful. So you have this card, and, and if I can encourage you so much to utilize this on a regular basis daily more than once in the morning in the in nighttime when you go to bed you can also look at these and you realize oh you know what 
I was rude to that person. Father, forgive me. And then we're cleansed. Later, you know, as you're going to bed, you realize that, you know, I really was thinking about that, that wrong that, that so-and-so did to me. But Lord, your word says, I pay no attention to a suffered wrong. So you've got to speak it out of your mouth. So what I want us to do is that we're going to read over this together. And Becca, if you want to... Okay, so we're going to read this. I'll read it, and then you read it after me. I, this is how love acts. This is how love acts. I endure long, and I am patient and kind. I endure long, and I am patient and kind. I am never envious, nor do I boil over with jealousy. I am never envious, nor do I boil over with jealousy. I am not boastful or vainglorious. I am not boastful or vainglorious. I do not display myself haughtily. I do not display myself haughtily. I am not conceited, arrogant, or inflated with pride. I am not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. I am not rude, and I do not act unbecomingly. I am not rude, and I do not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in me, love, God's love in me, does not insist on its own right or its own way. Love does not insist on its own right or its own way. I am not self-seeking. I am not self-seeking. I am not touchy or fretful or resentful. I am not touchy or fretful or resentful. I take no account of the evil done to me. I take no account of the evil done to me. I pay no attention to a suffered wrong. I pay no attention to a suffered wrong. I do not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness. I do not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but I rejoice when right and truth prevail. But I rejoice when right and truth prevail. God's love in me bears up. God's love in me bears up under anything and everything that comes. Under anything and everything that comes, I am ever ready to believe the best of every person. I am ever ready to believe the best of every person. Love's hopes are fadeless under all circumstances. Love's hopes are fadeless under all circumstances. And it endures everything without weakening. And it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails. Love never fails. Therefore, I will never fail when I walk in love. Now I'm telling, I, I'm promising, I absolutely am promising that if you will meditate on these things, you will ask God to show you when you step out of love. Because a lot of times, like I said in the beginning, faith works by love. So we can't be saying, oh, we're in faith for this and then act ugly to our neighbor. Or whichever one of these is appropriate. So I just encourage you and let's, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we have the privilege 
of speaking your word and that causes our souls to be renewed and our minds to be renewed because we want to be pleasing to you, Lord. We want more of you and we know that to have more of you, we have to walk in love. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, this is Adam Verks, pastor at Glory Church. I'm so excited that you're tuning into our podcast today. I hope this message brings encouragement to you and reminds you of how God sees you. Now, let's get to the message.